This podcast is part of the Dark Myths Collective. Visit darkmyths.org for more shows like this one. The darkness awaits. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Zing This. Yes, Zingtober continues, but this time we are discussing a actually new release. Yes, the Venom movie has brought its way into theaters, and I was fortunate enough to see it this weekend, but I am not alone today. I, of course, have our Spider-Man expert himself. What's up, everyone? Imran here. Uh, Also known as the nerd from the Jock and Nerd podcast. How's it going? Yes, I, I had to bring him on, discussing Spider-Man stuff, had no choice, but on the other side, I have somebody else joining us as well, a oddity onto himself, yes, my partner in crime from over on the Knights of Vader podcast, and also from his Cinemodity show. Zach. Hi everybody, it's Zach. Yes, I brought these two on, um, one, because obvious reasons, he um, is our Spider-Man expert, so if we're going to be discussing Spider-Man in any um, capacity, I need to bring him on, and the other one, because he forced his way on, and on top of that, this this movie is an oddity, in my opinion, so I think he is the foremost expert on oddities in movies. I love junk food movies, and this is a giant platter of nonsense. So, 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 did I show my hand too quick, gentlemen, on how I feel about this movie by saying it's 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 a weird one, or am I in the am I alone? No, in that? It, it's you're right. It's odd. It's weird. It's confusing. It's it is junk food, but it's kind of delicious, and I love chocolate much like this version of Venom. All right, um, I will point this out real quick. If you have not seen the movie, I'm already going to say. Go watch the movie, because I'm sure we're not going to take any time to take the gloves off and start spoiler alerting and whatever else you guys normally say over on Jock, Jock and Nerd. Strap yourselves in. It's spoiler time, everyone. That's what you need to say. I'm Perfect. glad. I, we're going full spoilers. Excellent. Yes, yes. Um, I'm going to, you know what? I know you guys are my guests, but each of you have been on my show in the past, so I'm actually going to take the, the reins and go first, if that is okay it's with your you gentlemen. Show, it's your show, Zinger, of course. You do what you, you do, you, man. I do do me. All right. <laughs> so on that note, I left this movie actually going, I would see it again. I'd see it again in a heartbeat. And you know what the closest movie I can think of that this comes to? Because I know a lot of people are saying, like, oh, this is Catwoman levels are bad. No, 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 dear dear listeners, and dear sirs that are here with me, I say that this is on par with Ghost Rider. Oh, interesting. Okay. Ghost Rider is an amazing movie if you don't acknowledge that there's a comic book behind it sometimes. Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. the main character and the main actor do a weird job of doing the character, and yet when they are their hero or anti-hero personas... They look amazing and do a great job in that aspect, in my opinion. I, I'm, I'm, by the way, I'm only talking about the first Ghost Rider movie. I'm not talking about the second one when I say this. I mean, I see the similarity between uh, a Nick Cage performance and a Tom Hardy performance. They're both equally like surprising and weird. Uh, Zach, I didn't know if you had anything for that. Uh, no. Basically, uh, just for the record, I know we have our Spider-Man expert here. I am the exact opposite of that. My entire experience with Spider-Man is the Raimi movies, the 90s cartoon, and that's pretty much it. 
All right, yeah. So I'm one of those. And as I was watching this, you could definitely feel the reverberations of the 90s venom in this more than anything else, from what my limited knowledge of the comics are. I mean, it's true. So, like, here's my quick backstory is on our show, I've been saying the whole time, like, this is not a good idea to make a Venom movie without Spider-Man. This is not, and, the, and I would see the trailers, and I had no hope. I'm like, this is not going to be good. And you know what? I'm going to eat my words. I was wrong. Sony's, this was a huge gamble and a huge test for them to pull this off and start a Spider-Man-less Spider-Verse. Um, I think it was uh, kind of a success because I'll tell you what, I really enjoyed this movie more than I thought I would. And it's specifically because of how committed Hardy is to this role and talking to himself and how weird his delivery and performance is. Uh, he's the best part of this movie. And I think he kind of saved the whole thing. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Well, I remember when this got greenlit, like not, I think God, it was like maybe like a year and a half ago. And the only reason why it got greenlit was because Tom Hardy signed on to it. Yeah, it was yeah. fast-tracked immediately, and you can definitely see that in the final product why he is the driving force in every sense behind this film. I mean, he's clearly a huge Spider-Man fan. I remember there was like a, or a Venom fan. I remember he posted a, a, an image wearing a Venom t-shirt and he, you could tell he loves this character and like nobody else in this movie is actually kind of committed to what they're doing. They're just kind of there except for Hardy. And that's the thing. When they Hardy and the symbiote finally got together and started talking to each other, which was like halfway into the, like an hour in, I wish that's when the movie got really good. Uh, the whole beginning first act it was so expository now let me be frank this isn't a great movie in terms of a film like it has stereotypes it's cliched the writing is not that good but it's it's entertaining and it's fun in a way i didn't think uh i was ready for this to prepare for this uh just so the listener knows we reviewed the predator shane black's the predator that just came out uh, which was kind of a mess. And then we have this series on our show called WTF Happened, where we, we, we take bu comic book bombs of a movie and we go through and try to figure out what happened. And so I had just watched Catwoman for the first time from 2004. So oh. I, was, I was so primed and ready to uh, go into this going, I'm forgetting everything I know about the Venom from reading comic books for 30 years. Now show me your Venom, Tom Hardy. And I kind of dug it. I have still not seen the new Predator movie, so my bad on that one. But I, I've, I've heard it's a weird movie, to say the least. Yes. Yes. Zach, I, I know you've seen it. It's The Predator is much more of a, a bonkers gonzo movie than Venom is, yes. as strange as that sounds. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's one of those movies where the, the Predator, it's a lot of dude bro humor. <laughs> I think, again, not to take it out of context or spoil it, but the fact you have uh, little Jacob Tremblay wearing a Predator mask duct taped to his head yeah, might be the most comical moment of the year. That's the best part of the movie. Yeah, I'm actually trying to see this. It is. It's definitely a must-see. But uh, back to Venom, though. I, I don't know, because I walked into this. I, as Zenger knows, uh, we have a joke on the Knights of Vader podcast. Anytime he makes a reference to like, a bad movie, he counts okay. down three, two, one for me to say, that's my favorite yes. one. Yes, yeah. Uh, it, it's one like, of those like, things, it's a mental game of, it's a mental game of a movie's mentioned, and I'm like, three, two, one, and then he says it, and I'm like, yep, there you go. <laughs> my favorite example is the fact that The Matrix Revolutions is my favorite Matrix uh, stuff. That's a conversation uh, for oh, another wow, day. Oh, wow, that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I don't oh, yeah. think he watched the other ones. Oh, maybe. That's maybe, maybe why. 
<laughs> uh, that's what people like to think. But no, so when I heard all these negative things, like you guys were saying with Catwoman, Four Stick, I yeah. was like, I'm like, I'm hyped. I'm like, I want this. I sat there. <laughs> yeah. Sanger knows I'm a big fan of Regal Rewards. I bought like everything they have with the Tom Hardy, like Venom logo on it. I'm like, I want every piece of, considering that like Disney Marvel won't let them merchandise this, I yeah. want everything yeah. I can get. And so, even though I, like Imran was saying, it is, it's, it's like a bag of potato chips of a movie. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's not great, but you know what? It tastes pretty good as you're watching yeah. it. Yeah. But it's not, it's by no means Josh Trank, Fant Four Stick, or what was the other Ghost Rider? Uh, Vengeance of Spirit. Yeah. Spirit of Vengeance, it, not, yeah. Close enough. <laughs> it's it's one of those things where I don't think it's a travesty. I, I don't know about you guys. I, I think you already said it in a way. But, like, if the sequel came out tomorrow, I would be buying my ticket right now. I want to see more of just Tom, of Eddie Brock and Venom walking around the streets of San Francisco just commenting on shit all day long. Like, yes. I could see that for two hours. Those parts were great. They had to shove in, like, I didn't give a shit about the Life Foundation or Riz Ahmed. Here's the thing. Riz Ahmed, Tom Hardy, Michelle Williams, they're all amazing actors. They gave nothing to Michelle Williams or Riz Ahmed to do. Riz, I think, did the best that he could. But, like, he wasn't really menacing as a bad guy. And, like, you know, you don't see him as Riot until the very end. And, of course, it ends in a big CGI thing. That's the weird thing about this movie. It really is. It has slipped through a time uh, a, a time machine from 2004 or the mm -hmm. early 90s, but the the comic book uh, source that it's picking up the the Venom Lethal Protector storylines from the late 90s, this it kind of nails that tone because Venom is like not a hugely three dimensional character. It's kind nope. of he's he's kind of one dimensional, but it it fits that tone. And I'm wondering if they did this purposely. They made this like a throwback movie on purpose that had all it has textbook everything that like daredevil Affleck's daredevil and catwoman and electra and all those movies did in the early 2000s this movie does exactly the same thing if tom hardy wasn't in this movie they it would be just as bad at those movies as those movies i i'll agree with that um the one thing that that drove me as i was watching this movie i'm like i'm, I'm on the fence as i was watching it still and i'm like at least this venom looks amazing yeah, he doesn't have the white spider, but you know what? I understand that. At least he looks good. And then I, he sounded good. Everything was – and I was like, okay, you're, you're going good with this. Thank you. The size looks good. He's big. He's imposing. Yeah. And, yeah, the, the parts where he's, he's running around and the, the SWAT scene team in the, in the fog, I thought that was, that was one of my favorite action scenes because the fog kind of enhances kind of – the horror aspect. Let me ask you guys this. What was the tone of this movie? It was kind of all over the place. I thought it was going to be like a horror comedy, but it was more like a comedy, buddy cop, body horror, science fiction, mishmash. Sorry, the only sure. Go, go uh, ahead. The, go ahead. The main movie that I thought about while watching this was Jim Carrey's The Mask. This yeah. felt, yep. felt yep. Like definitely yep. an homage to that in the sense of you have the I don't know. Like everybody's like, ever since kind of Jim Carrey's faded away from like the public. I guess the comedic persona. Yeah. I guess Hollywood's always looked for another like heir to the throne. Yeah. Tom Hardy could definitely do that. He has yes. great yes. comedic timing. Yes, I agree. Yes. So yeah, the mask is really. I I don't know. I not to answer your question with another question, but what is the tone of the mask? Like action comedy with um surreal elements. Yeah, it's absurdist. It's almost and Hardy brings this absurdist feel. Like that whole scene. In the restaurant, 
uh, where he goes back and he gets into the lobster thing. You're absolutely right. He pulls this absurdist comedy, the similar the way Jim Carrey would do it, or a couple other guys like that. Robin Williams, almost a little bit, just like it, it, he, and he's so endearing. Like I really liked uh, this this Eddie Brock that they have. It's it's, but it's pure pure Hardy. He brought the Hardy to this whole character. I. <laughs> I, I do agree this movie has weird tone shifts in it because the, the, the entire time that Riot is making its way to San Francisco, which, by the way, it, yeah. like, takes, what? A day? Well, that's, like, a 17-hour well, no, plane No, no, because there, there was the six months thing. Oh, right. Where, remember, it, it had that what random... What was he doing this whole time? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, like, the Riot story technically takes place over, I think, like, a few days... But the rest of the movie takes place over a few mo- a few days and six months somehow. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't want to pick this apart because it is fun, but it is a very much, I swear, if you touch a corner of it, it shatters the rest no, of it in, in the you, sense of the plot and just the yeah, weirdness no. of some of the stuff. Dude, there's so many things you can't overthink anything. And this is what I did going in, and I really enjoyed it. Had I been, like, overthinking, I would have sucked. But what I think what happened with the whole Riot thing, I think this is a lot of, like, the final edits and the hack reshoots. Because I feel like that whole riot, those are all scenes that have nothing to do with anybody else. Like, that must have been reshot and changed the ending or something. Yeah. Because it was very clunky. Uh, what did you guys think of it actually being a PG-13 movie? Would it have done better as an R-rated movie or not? I'll get to that in a second. I wanted to finish yeah. my thing about the, the riot scenes. It's it's the riot scenes are like this like this horror scene of you see the bad guy, you know, getting ready and everything, and then cut to Tom Hardy jumping in a lobster tank. <laughs> it's it's one of those things where it had these weird, drastic tone shifts. Uh-oh, Riot's yeah. in the airport about to abduct yeah. this girl. Flash yeah. to Tom Hardy's talking to himself in his apartment. <laughs> this, and everything is so super predictable. Also, I felt like when they revealed Riot, like originally in some cut, that must have been the big reveal. But at that point... We just saw Riz talk to the little girl. We know Riot's in him. Like, it's yeah. not a surprise anymore. Yeah. I, sorry, I just, I just wanted to go back to that because it, it had this weird tone. Like, I I don't think this movie is supposed to have a tone throughout the thing. I think it just shifts whenever it needs to to whatever it wants to be at that point in the movie. I mean, there was some funny... Yeah, every scene is like a different tone. It's like it's a comedy. It's a horror movie. There are some intentional funny lines and some unintentional funny lines. Like, in my, what I saw at my audience, the first time when he's looking in the mirror and Venom scares him and he gets thrown to the back of the tub, yeah. like, everybody started laughing. People yes. were laughing. And I was like, ah, that's funny, but I don't, I don't know if we were supposed to laugh at that. <laughs> I, I, I laughed during that. There was another scene that I laughed about a lot, too, and I can't remember what it was now. I remember the entire theater did, too. It wasn't one of those weird, I'm the only one laughing because I got the joke. Was it where he got, he goes to the neighbor who's playing music too loud and kind of venoms out on him? No, every, every, everyone in my theater went, oh, like, like that during uh, that scene. Which I'm like, I, <laughs> I'm sorry, you knew that was going to happen. Yes. Like, I, I think Super it would have been, I think it would have been funnier if it didn't happen that way. If the neighbor's just like, oh, okay, man, cool, sorry. <laughs> That's why, the, really, this movie has pieces of, like, other bad movies. I've seen, almost seen everything in this movie. For example, you haven't seen The Predator, but it opens the same exact way. Spaceship comes, crash lands on Earth. Has the same, I'm going to spoil it, Singer, has the same plot. Oh. There's a good a good Predator who's trying to stop an invasion from it. The bad Predator is coming. There's a scene in Catwoman that's exactly like the, the, the noisy neighbors across the street. 
that they, they do that and that. And if you've seen the movie Upgrade with Logan Marshall. Yes. Green, oh, my gosh. That movie is so that's, good. That, but that's pretty much this movie also. The scene in the bedroom when, when his apartment, when they're coming looking for their tech, and then he lashes out and he doesn't know yeah. that he's being controlled. Same exact scene in both movies. Oh, my God. You're right. And Logan Marshall Green is like a Tom Hardy light in that movie. Like, it's very strange. that It's a very similar upgrade to Venom. Weird. Yeah. Well, yeah, but going to the guys, the point you made with the, like, reshoots, as I was watching this, I, could, I felt like Michelle Williams' entire character was added in post. Yeah. I just kind of got that vibe where she was just kind of like, gra- like, oh, oh crap. Uh, we need a female character in this. We kind of just because like, once Jenny Slate, I guess, gets off by the symbiote, yeah. Yeah. they kind of just grafted her on. And like you guys were saying with Michelle Williams, all she does in this film to help Tom Hardy is she like what turns the mic up the whole way. She on the run, runs around and presses buttons. But here's my question: I have so many questions about her character. First of all, she's like a high-end lawyer with these crazy. Why is she dating this loser journalist? Like they had no chemistry. I don't buy any of that for uh, for a second. She's a lawyer. How does she know how to hack into an MRI machine and at the launch to like get a sound uh, a sound wave up to six hundred? She did that very quickly. How did she know how to do any of that? Doesn't matter. Just just no. Go they with it. they explained it earlier in the movie. This is an early two thousands movie, mind you. Oh yeah. In in right. in Everyone, sense of yeah. it was written then. I'm assuming, and then put in a vault with a do not unlock until this point. And she mentions earlier that she wants to wear the motorcycle helmet to their wedding, which implies she's a bad girl that likes bad stuff. Oh, I see. Like hacking. Gearhead. And yeah. using MRI machines. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is true. Avi Arad has been trying to make this movie uh, for a long time, and he finally got his wish. And I feel like he got a little bit vindicated with the success. I mean, we didn't talk about the box office. Uh, this thing exceeded everything. 80, $80 million opening weekend, and already internationally, it's made $205 million. It had a budget of $100 million. So that is a pretty goddamn good start for October. Uh, it's like the highest October opening ever now. It's just crazy. So, but clearly nobody cares about these bad reviews. Or they were like, "Wow, I gotta go see this now." They're trashing this movie. This I, is, I, gotta I be think this. it helped it. I think it did too. I honestly think it did. <laughs> well, I think one of the biggest things as to why Venom was appealing, and I was thinking about this while I was waiting for it to start in the theater. It's like like rewind like. I remember when Iron Man 2 came out and they were teasing all the Avengers stuff. It was yeah. like, oh, man, a, a superhero team-up film. Fast forward again to 2018. Oh, man, a single superhero film that has no connections to anything else. <laughs> yes. So that, yes, yeah. It's so like our audiences, are we, are we now spoiled? Are we expected because of the MCU, this tone? But I think a throwback film now is kind of refreshing if it's done well. This movie, clearly, it doesn't take itself seriously. No. I think audiences responded to that with all these, you know, with Infinity War, these big movie with high stakes. This thing's got no stakes uh, at the same time. Uh, it's got really, uh, you know, it's just fun. And uh, we forget sometimes that they can just be fun movies. And, and I mean, in my opinion, is there any... I don't think there's that much character development at all from anybody no. in this movie. No. Now, if no, you're going to be like, Hardy, yeah. if you're going to be like, oh, well, Venom, cha-, and I'm like, no, he flipped a switch from one moment. He's like, I'm going to take over your world to the, like a few scenes later with him just saying your world's pretty to, and hey, you know what? I'm, I'm going to save it now. I love, I love 
Okay, yeah, it was for completely for no reason where he's like, I like you, Eddie. I'm going to stay here. I love what he was like. I'm kind of a loser like you on my planet, Eddie. That's why I'm staying here. They didn't want. So then, like, why did Riot want, need him to go back? Uh, they, don't even, they don't even like him. And the, how? first, it makes no sense that this was their plan because weren't they kidnapped and brought to this planet to begin with? Yeah. Uh, how? How did where did this plan that he was gonna go? He had no way back. He didn't know he was gonna be able to get back. Uh, no, none of it makes sense except uh, it was just kind of fun. I, well, I, would, I wonder. I'm sorry, guys. Go, go ahead. I was so bad to say. I was just gonna agree with that. Well, I, you guys like Avi Arad. Yeah. Would you be surprised if he's had this script sitting in a drawer since like two thousand, like late two thousand seven? No, uh, I, I would not be surprised. I'd be more impressed if someone wrote it more recently. Well, but see, I think so. I think there's a number of reasons this becomes a throwback. That may be one of the reasons. The other reason is back then, you know, movies were the name. It was the character in name only, and they didn't care about any of the source material uh, because they just didn't care. Like I just mentioned Catwoman, and having watched it the first time, I was shocked to learn that I'm watching a movie about a literal Catwoman. It has nothing to do with the DC Comics character. I don't understand, but hamstringing this movie is you can't really use the Spider-Man uh, that is currently in the cinema. One of my early suggestions is just cast another older Spider-Man just for this movie. Who cares? It's We got two Spider-Men. So because of the fact that they can't really do his real origin, they kind of make up this own origin and start with the 90s series where he's on his own without Spider-Man. And arguably, I don't actually I don't think that's a bad move. Because now we have this great Venom that people actually like. Like, I, there's a lot of potential for the sequel. I would go, I want to see more of him. So, and I still think you could introduce him into the MCU now that you've established this guy. Venom can still meet Tom Holland's Peter Parker and, like, mm -hmm. attach himself to him and then come back and now have the spider. If you notice, he didn't shoot webs. He didn't really climb walls. He didn't really have any he of the Venom power. He shot out, like, a tendril one time. Yeah, or the things would just come out of him when you know before he was full venom, but it wasn't yeah. like actual shooting from the wrist. Yeah, like, even when he climbed the walls, he was just kind of clawing the wall. Yep, and not like sticking to it. So. Yes, yes. As much as I would have loved to have this tied into Spider-Man, I this kind of works for what they wanted to do, I guess. Okay. Well, here, well, here's oh, go ahead, Zach. No, 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 go, go ahead, because mine, mine will change the subject immediately. <laughs> oh. Okay, so, well, so is mine. Just how I think they're going to tie Spider-Man to this. And I think because Sony's a madman with a very popular IP. Yep. I think, because we have to, I'm not sure if you guys want to talk about maybe later, the Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. Like, That's actually where I was going to go, Zach. Thank okay. you. All right, so it's going to tie into what you're going to go with, Zenner. So I think what they're going to do, we're going to get Into the Spider-Verse come this December. Woo! And I wouldn't be surprised that the, the post-credits tag for that, for that film is he open? Because I know they're opening all different uh, Spider Verses. Right. That they open one up, and it's Tom Hardy's Venom. In that, in live action or animate? It'll be animated. Do you think in that one? Who, considering how like unique the animation is in that film? Yeah. yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. At this point, I wouldn't be, and that's how they're going to bridge all these, and that's how they could even bring in Tom Holland at one point. Yeah. They're absolutely. going to use the Spider Verse or into the Spider Verse as this weird sort of hub where all the different. Uh, Spider-Man 2099, uh, obviously we know Spider-Man Noir, Spider-Ham. I think that's, that film's, or that specific, what do you want to call it, universe or yeah. 
films could be used as a hub to bring all these elements in. And that's how they... I wouldn't be surprised if Sony goes all this insane one day and actually tries to do a Spider-Man film with uh, Tobey Maguire, Andrew yeah. Garfield, all of and them. Tom Holland, all coming oh, back through, like, through, like a t- through a thing like that where it's like they have to come together. Again, it'll be brief, maybe like five yeah. minutes in one yeah. of these films ten years from now. Yeah. But I wouldn't be surprised. Um, yes, you, you actually jumped on what I was going to say and to also bring up the thing that Emron said way earlier where he was like, do you think this movie should have been rated PG-13 or should have been rated R? I think the end of the Spider-Verse connection they made at the end of the movie shows why this movie was not rated R. Mm -hmm. Because they wanted to make sure that any kid seeing this knew that there was a Spider-Man movie that might be connected to it. Oh, that's smart. You know, the other thing that was smart about this is if you look, there are no other PG-13 movies like opening this weekend, Mm -hmm. like a Star is Born. Everything was R-rated. So that's why I think this thing killed at the box office. All the families could go. And I didn't – I saw the mid-credits scene, and I knew there was uh, something about Into the Spider-Verse at the very end. Uh, I just – at this point, I was like, I'm not sitting through 15 minutes of credits. I left because – Honestly, you don't have to sell me on Into the Spider-Verse. That movie looks like so much fun. That new trailer is amazing. And I was like, I don't want to see it. I'm going to see it when I see the movie. So I didn't watch that, that, that uh, second credit scene. What was it? Was it okay, good? It's, it's really quick. Um, Zach, do you want to explain or do you want me to? Uh, I can do it really abridged. Essentially what it is, it's uh, Miles Morales, not in his normal costume, but like in a handmade, like mm-hmm. Spider-Man, like red and blue costume. You missed an important the j- point, though. It said oh, in another ahead. universe at the beginning. It oh, said me- wow. meanwhile in another universe. Oh, cool. Okay. Exactly. That. That's oh. why I think that this. That's why I meant by this film being a hub. Yeah. Where, like Zanger pointed out, where it's oh, it's all connected. Yeah. yeah anyways, continue now. That. Continue. Missing the uh, important again, part. <laughs> please correct me if I'm wrong, Zanger, because you you know you guys know more about this than I do. That's why I wanted but, you to explain it. It's cute. Okay, so uh, Miles Morales is in front of Peter Parker's grave saying, I I wish I could live up to what you're trying to be. He's sitting there. I think it's uh, wintertime. It's snowing. And the Jake Johnson Spider-Man literally falls out of the sky and is unconscious. And the police are like, hey, you, like, drop the corpse. And whatever happens is that Jake Johnson Spider-Man's, one of his web shooters goes off on the uh, above ground train, the elevated train. And it basically drags them throughout the city. And it's a really cool animation. It's, it's that, that film's gonna be bonkers the in animation, a great way. Yeah, the animation looks great. Um, and essentially, it, it's cute like that. But guys, there. To clarify, <laughs> what did he think? It's to, to clarify real quick, Jake <laughs> Johnson Spider Man goes to put his hand on Miles Morales's shoulder to be yeah. like, "Hey, kid!" And Miles Morales is a power to sting, activates, and like shoots him back. Oh, it, it shocks him. Yes. Uh, quick theory. <laughs> I got a quick theory. Zinger, let me know what you think of this. Uh, is we this- we, we got to talk theories though because we did an episode as was mentioned in the yes. before we recorded. So we will yeah. we will get to that. But go ahead, sir. Go ahead. I love theories. My theory is that the 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 the, the Peter Parker in the end of the Spider Verse is this an older Tobey Maguire uh, Spider Man uh, because of the trailer. Yes, they show him stopping a train. They show it upside down kiss. They show a car being thrown through a cafe. Just like in the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies. And of course, this is, I mean, they're all Sony, but I feel like that's specifically an older Toby Spy- I don't know. I just, it was a weird, weird uh, connection that I saw somewhere and it made a lot of sense. Interesting. No, well, I, I, I picked up on that too, but I, I don't know. I think I don't, Jake Johnson's obviously probably much cheaper than Tobey Maguire to do yes. voice acting. Yes. <laughs> so 
I would like that. I would. I de- it'd be definitely cool to make him the uh, the, the Raimi verse if they if that's what they decided to call it. Yeah. But yeah. I, I think it's uh it's up in the air as of right now. I I think he's supposed to be portrayed as the class, even though that that is really. You do bring up a good point. I think he's supposed to be the kind of classic Spider-Man to an extent that that we're all used to. Yeah. But at the same time, I have noticed something since this new trailer showed a lot more of the other Spider-Man and women. They're yeah. all drawn with their own art style. Yeah, yeah. So is it possible that they could do a reverse Who Framed Roger Rabbit and have a live-action Venom at some point in this? Oh, well, because if you notice, Noir is drawn a little bit different. Spider Ham's drawn a little, like they each have their own sort of art yep. z- art style to them because of what they come from. And then the animated, the anime version is even she's even drawn. She's total anime. Yeah, the Gwen yeah. Stacy looks like uh, the painted Gwen Stacy art from the comics, kind of yes. those bright, those bright autumn colors. That's interesting. You could why not? Sure, I, I think that would be really cool to do. But who who knows? Um, I th- I think they kind of want this movie, the Spider Verse, one to do well on its own. I think them putting the connection there is just to kind of establish something. As was said, this could be the setup for them making their own little universe that they can play in with Spider Man. Can we talk about the the mid credit scene from the movie, which I totally guessed. Uh, I've okay. known it for months. I totally guessed it, and it was in fact my my idea was way better than what they did. I wish they went further. All right, so to recap for any listener who has not heard this yet, there um, was a discussion a month or so ago about what Venom was going to be, and we all made predictions, and I'm going to say this right now, uh, Sony does a terrible job at their marketing because almost every fight was already shown, minus minus the SWAT fight, minus most of the SWAT fight. yes. They showed a lot of the movie. What the, uh, the like the other thing they didn't show was uh, the she she venom. Well, that's, female venom. That's 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 for shock value. But yeah. we all went in and did a wildly guessing. So Zach, you are the expert on this one, even though it is one from my show because you said you listened to it recently. So Emron, if you would go ahead and let us know how right you were, sir. I I mean I forgot a Glow lot of it, but I but I do remember going. This is what's going to happen. post credit scene, he goes to the prison. He meets uh, Woody Harrelson as Cletus Cassidy. And then my little added tag, which they didn't do. and They should have because they would have been great, was as he turns to leave, maybe he nicks himself on the corner. A drop of the symbiote comes off and leaves itself on, in the prison. And then you see that drop like slowly move over and uh, go into Cletus. And they pretty much do that. I have a couple of questions, though. What the hell is Woody Harrelson doing in this god-awful movie? He is way above this. I was like, it's shocking. And why is he wearing a clown wig from a cheap costume store? Like, did they think that looked like that looked good? That was good red hair? Okay, which ha- who has worse red hair? Mira from the Aquaman movie or Cletus Cassidy from the I, Venom movie? Oh, def- definitely Cletus. Uh, Amber Heard looks amazing. Even with that super bright red hair, I kind of have I always had a thing for redheads. And it looks super fake. But man, Mira looks great in those trailers. I, I, okay, this, she does, but it is like so Ronald red. McDonald. It's very red. It's very <laughs> it's red. It's very red. Yeah. I I think I think it looks like he he was a ex, he was a Ronald McDonald when they caught him and they just right. never took they off forget, the wig. Yes. They just washed the makeup off, left the wig on. It looked bad. Yeah, I, I 
I found it jarring. Because I, I know, obviously, I remember when Imran said down the episode when I originally listened to it back how many months ago. And I didn't know about Woody Harrelson being in the film. I'm like, okay. I'm like, wait, what? Woody Harrelson's in this? Yes. This, and yeah. I had no idea. I looked up online. I'm like, oh, my God. And I was shocked because I, I read the, the stuff online before the movie came out. I'm like, wow, they like nailed it perfectly to what you were saying. And as I was watching it, because I don't think anybody in my theater knew what was going to happen. Because yeah. as soon as, um like, I forget exactly how the scene starts off with, but, like, the first time you – I think they, what, shoot the wig first and they slowly pan down. Yeah. The woman yeah. – yeah. yeah, the woman next to me started, like, pounding her feet on, like, the floor like you're at, like, a sporting event. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> she was blown away by this. <laughs> really? Like, yeah, like I was like I was like my theater was weird. Like pretty much all it was was like six year olds with their mother. Yeah. And like I guess unemployed adults. That's really yeah. what I went with, like a Friday matinee. <laughs> really eclectic group of people. Yeah. But so I see Woody Harrelson, I'm like, oh God, he's he's doing Woody Harrelson. He's not yeah. trying to play yeah, a role. Yeah. He's just Woody. Yeah. <laughs> like, what is Woody doing in this movie? That's really weird. But I mean, I'll 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 show up for a sequel. With Carnage and more of Tom of and Eddie and Venom, uh, what else? What, I that was really about like the only good things in this movie were like some of the action and Tom Hardy, uh, but it's not. Is it? Is it a hot mess? It kind of is, but it's enjoyable. It's it's a hot mess that somehow works well enough to be a coherent movie m- most of the time. <laughs> some of the time, <laughs> okay, very rarely. <laughs> Well, I don't know though, because like as I was like, I I was expecting a fan four stick, and oh I, really? Yeah. yeah, I was really expect because the moment this because like you guys said, Avi Arad's been trying to get this movie made ever since Spider Man three came out. Yep. And so you always hear these things, and especially with the uh, back, what was it, four years ago when they were doing like the Sinister Six and the Amazing Spider Man like three and four shot yep. back to back. Yep. And it was like, oh, then Venom's gonna be in there, but it's gonna be separate from the. The Amazing Spider-Man films, and they're gonna re- they're gonna make another Spider-Man while Garfield is still. I'm like, what are they doing? And there's like the Aunt May solo film and the uh, Black yeah. Cat and Silver Sables yeah, solo yeah, film. Uh, yeah, that it sounded like a mess. Like Sony, and so they they want to do Morbius with Jared Leto next. And uh, if this mo- this movie's already made its money back technically in the first weekend, all these movies are probably gonna happen. I wouldn't be mad if Tom Hardy's Venom was like the through line and he showed up in these other movies. Because uh, I think people want to see more of him. Could he be the Spider-Man analog in all these movies where he's the anti-hero we need but not the one we yeah. deserve? I'd like yeah. that. I'd it like could, that it could. It could work. Um, I I don't I don't know though because like I I, 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 told, yeah, like I told you guys I'm not a big comics person. All of my Spider-Man stuff is mostly from the Raimi and 90s stuff. And I, I in my hand right now, I have my 2007 Spider-Man 3 Venom action figure. <laughs> and nice. and I'm, I'm holding it. And I'm like, I like Venom as a character. But Venom is a definition of a super – he's a Boba Fett. He is yeah. a really cool character that has razor-thin uh, motivations as a exactly, character. Exactly. Exactly. He looks great, but it's very like – well, he can be very one-dimensional. Exactly, and yeah. I think it's a miracle this film works as well as it does. And I cannot imagine making a better Venom solo movie. And I think we gotta give the filmmakers credit. Ruben Fleischer, who did Zombieland, he's done, yep, done yep. a couple other things. Like, imagine making a Venom solo film where you cannot touch Spider-Man. Yeah, like, they come is- so close, though. I want to talk yeah. about how close they come several times, though. 
they flirt with it, but the fact that we never like they could have very easily had the spider signal that's not related to homecoming or Tom uh, Holland in a corner somewhere. They could have very easily done that. And from maybe there is an Easter egg somewhere that no one's found. It's only been out now for what the seventy two hours. So who knows? Yeah. yeah. But the but the fact that they did not cross. Or even have maybe they have like Tom Holland like walking to school and he bumps into him or like he's on a field trip with Ned. The yeah. fact that they I can imagine like Kevin Feige might have been fine. You could have Ned. We we don't care about Ned. Yeah, somebody, anybody, right? That's a good point. S- something like that. And the fact yeah. that like I don't want to uh, step on Zenger's toes at all, but really the only hardcore reference to Spider Man proper that we get is the astronaut pilot. Yeah. Ding James ding and- ding. That's one. Yeah. There's a couple. There's a couple of Easter eggs, uh, but yeah, the one, the the main one in the beginning was Jameson, who's Jonah's son. John Jameson was an astronaut mm-hmm. who also is the Man Wolf. So, like, you know, if you're doing Venom and Morbius and Man Wolf, you could do a crazy uh, Marvel monsters thing. Uh, you gotta understand, Sony has the rights to 900 characters just in the Spider-Man universe. That's what they own. That's a lot of characters. How many of them are are good and cinematic? I don't know, but it's a lot of care. Can 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 they cheap out and just do Scarlet Spider instead? Oh, just clone the clone the dude and have yeah. your own Spider Man just yeah. start fresh. That's yeah. not that's not <laughs> that's not a bad idea. I, I want to see that costume. I now, mind you, I am playing the Spider Man game for the PS4, and that is my my favorite favorite outfit to wear at this point in the game. Are you? Are you? Yeah, you're. It's it's under uh, underrated sometimes. I actually I'm playing it too, and I just it it, it put, looks put it looks so on. so real. It looks like if you could update it to now, like yeah. all the cartridge. It, it it looks perfectly like it should. Like I I love the little ninja foot thing he has. Like like his the feet for him have like the little ninja cut into him to where like the the toes apart from it and he has oh, yeah. all the spider-man web cartridges all over like they are in numerous spots on him and i'm like this is the ultimate 90s like version of the character made present day and i would love to see that on film but i highly doubt that's going to happen um the other mention and this one was one i was waiting for when he was talking about when they were talking about how he got ran out of new york Ah, yes. I was was seriously waiting for them to be like that kid at the bugle that called you out or something like that. I was waiting, waiting, and then it never came. And I was like, darn it. They mentioned the Daily Globe, which was the paper he worked for, which is the competitor to the bugle. Yep. But, but, yeah, you got to go into the whole – In the comics, it was the whole Sin Eater thing where he thought – Barack thought he had – had uh, exposed the Sin Eater, and then Spider-Man actually gets the real Sin Eater and exposes Brock as a that he was wrong, and then he gets mad, and then all this stuff happens. But that's what sends him to San Francisco. So, I, I mean, I agree with you, Zach. You got to give this filmmaker credit to give this to pull off this origin outside of the Spider-Man canon, uh, and have it just barely hold together enough for Tom Hardy to take over and run with his character. Ba- barely is the biggest barely. barely oh my god there's so many things in this movie that don't make sense like i i can just imagine that this this movie getting sent off like how how barely it's making it is that it's like on like like on a mule cart with like one of the wheels is offset like it's just that falling apart of will, will it make it to, to to the theater sort of thing if and you do stop well. and yeah if you stop and ask one question during a scene like it you'll will just ruin fall this apart movie. But for example, like when uh, you know the Jenny Slate and uh, Eddie Brock break in, and then he gets away, and they're like, "How did this happen?" 
uh, you don't have any video cameras inside your super top secret high tech goddamn scientist lab? You're not, you're not gonna check that she logged in and showed up last night, and this thing happens while she's here, but she's not. So, like, what? I, I would how love the explanation. I would love the explanation of, oh, we got such great security outside. Why would we need it inside? Dur, dur, yeah, dur, we dur. guys outside. He's like, you're fired. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I want to bring up about Jenny Slade, you guys probably remember when the trailers came out that she she mispronounced it what symbiote? Yeah, I don't even know how to say it right anymore. They've been well, sim- symbiote. I thought, well, I thought both film, are okay. Well, in the film, every time she says it, they ADR'd the line. It's because you never see her actually say. It. She actually says yes. symbiote. So yeah. they clearly must have figured that was a sticking point, <laughs> and they had to go back because I'm, I'm, I was waiting for. She's like, I think when they're in the uh, bodega, yeah. and she's like. Mr. Mr. Brock, I work with these things called symbiotes. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> That's not what it's, it was. <laughs> it's symbiote, Miss Miss Slate. Come on, you, you said it once. Keep it consistent now. Oh, the hell of consistency. I heard also that like Hardy improved a lot of stuff in this movie, and there was like he said there was like 40 minutes of mad puppeteering stuff cut, uh, and he they would just let him go off and be weird Tom Hardy, which again is all the scenes in this movie that actually work. It's just him being crazy. And weird. I, I well, would. I would like to think that the scene in the lobster tank was improvised, because did, did they, did they <laughs> it say? Might have been. Did they say at the end no animals were harmed in the making of this movie? Because we might except have just broken, lobsters. except for that lobster he he, <laughs> he, he he ate. <laughs> I love where he like he touches the steak. He's like, this is dead. <laughs> it's so he's so bizarre, but it's so it's kind of great. Like I was digging it. Uh, he just—I don't buy him. He's like the worst investigative journalist, and like well, unprofessional interviews. And who dresses like that and talks like that for a lot? And like the Eddie Brock show? Yeah, I'm not buying. You got a show called the Eddie Brock Show. Get out of here. Oh, oh man. But like one film critic I was reading said that Tom Hardy's performance in this is like a cross between Johnny Depp in the first Pirates of the Caribbean yes. and Chris Klein. In Street Fighter, The Legend of Chun Li. Oh my God, that is the weirdest analogy I've ever heard. You had me at the Johnny Depp thing, but then, whoa, it's like a right well, turn. That's, and like, I don't Into know, the though. Wall. Like, like you were saying. <laughs> it was pretty accurate, though. Well, yeah, you can't argue with that because yeah. I know, like, I'm not sure. I remember, like, this was like a year ago. There was, uh, like, somebody, I guess they were filming in San Francisco, and there was, like, a shot of, like, Tom Hardy, like, dancing, like, on the streets of San Francisco in the. Um, like the clothes he wears when like yeah. he's sweating like through his hoodie. Okay. And and then like a month ago when the the plot synopsis leaked or a plot breakdown, they said there was a scene with him dancing, very reminiscent of the Spider-Man three oh. Tom Hardy walking out of thing. And yet that was absent from the film. Yet there is video of him doing it in the uh, uh, the clothing. Oh from my the film. god! I actually I- know what that scene is. What's the scene? What's I, I already there? know. He walks out and starts doing like the finger snapping, dancing, and then the symbiote <laughs> goes, "What the hell are you doing? Stop that right now!" Avi Arad needs to write a book, "How to Ruin a Spider-Man Movie in Ten Easy Steps," because <laughs> he does it at everyone. Uh, but I bet I can't wait for the all the uncut. They just put it all back in on the DVD. See, see, like- that's the thing. It's Sony is looking at making this as much money as they possibly can, and you know for a fact, everyone, if this is a hit at the box office when it goes to home, and everyone's like, "Oh my gosh, you got to go check this out. It's so good." 
And I mean, it's kind. And then it's the unrated it. version. I would watch it again. It's kind of one of those crappy movies that you could just throw on in the background and enjoy every time it's on. You know. You don't oh, really cool! To... It's a it, it's a fight scene. Pay yeah, attention like, right. and yeah, then ignore. Awesome. And back to yeah, back to boring talking because a lot of it is was kind of boring and expositionary, uh, but uh, just it's just clunky, clunkily put together. But. I don't know. It's better than Catwoman. I'll tell you that much. Nothing is, but that's a nine. Catwoman's a nine percent. I still haven't watched it. I guess don't I worry. need to listen to our uh, our episode where uh, Delhauer breaks it down. I, I uh, will definitely <laughs> check that out, sir. <laughs> well, I, I should, I, should I, I watch it first or or do that first? <laughs> oh God, I don't know. I or do it at the same other. time and see which one I can't take anymore. Yeah, that's it's pretty much real time, so it's like a running commentary. So you could do that. <laughs> It's a great, it's a great multi-screen experience. Oh <laughs> uh, dear. Well, okay, I got two things for you guys. Okay. One, what happened? Because in the film, there's four symbiotes. Yes. There's obviously Venom. Okay. Riot. Yeah. Let's count these. Okay. You got Venom, obviously yes. Riot. Yes. Scream is there, which I think has the funniest conclusion that we eventually get a Scream Bunny. And never take the symbiote out of the bunny. So I think that's oh, funny. that's a where bunny. that's where it ended up. No, no, it, that ended up in the lo- in the guy with the long hair, and then died when they did, rejected him. I thought. Yes. What sure? happened to I, the yellow one then? Where's the no, yellow? That is the yellow. I thought Scream is the yellow one. The, the yellow was, one was, was in him, I think. No, because Scream. Okay. Scream. Okay. From my there's a point where you see Tom Hardy's walking through, and you see one of the symbiotes on the ground, dead. Dead already. That's yeah. That was from that guy. That was but the then there, really? but then, but then the one chick is killed by by one. So that's two. That's but, two. Yeah. Okay. Then Riot is the third, and Venom's the fourth. Whoa, whoa, whoa! You're telling yeah. me they wasted Scream? <laughs> they yeah. wasted Riot. Really? They wasted all of them. These things had no personality. But I, I, I am severely disappointed right now. I don't understand. Like, how did they get them back into the canisters? First of all. If they just attach to anyone. Because if you uh, open a canister, a creature is automatically like, up. Oh, I guess I should go in there. Oh, go in there now. Okay. Okay, George. I'll go in the box. <laughs> maybe they put uh, tater tots in the box. Yes. Yeah, oh, maybe it was tater tots. Uh, and uh, wait, I had another question that they, there's so many things they just didn't answer. <laughs> and this is where we pick apart the movie slowly. And I was like, wait, <laughs> how did, oh, I, can't, I can't remember. It was about, oh, I can't remember it anymore. Lost it. <laughs> Try, try, okay, well, I, I've, I've got a question why, why you try to get that back. Um, did he feed the cat? <laughs> oh, I don't ever think he did. Yeah. Because there's that scene at the very beginning of the movie where she tells him yeah. to go feed the cat. Feed the cat. And that question never gets answered. <laughs> there's just some What's things the, I want to know. What's the cat name? Um, uh, Mr. Mr. Bojangles. Mr. Bojangles, oh, I think. Mr. Belvedere. No, it, was oh, Mr. Belvedere. it is Mr. Belvedere. Darn it. I was close. I love that shit. Oh, it's close. So, um, Zach, did, did did you already do your two that you wanted to know? No, I, I'm I'm actually kind of angry now that they killed off screen uh, screen because I love screens <laughs> of symbiotes. You know what? My my uh, uh, applause for this film just went down a little bit. So, oh, here was the question: Didn't Venom? How did Venom survive? And well, how is he still with Eddie? If they showed us him getting uh, blown up in the fire, also they walked through fire a lot. It didn't seem to harm them like they said it was supposed to. Uh, so there was just a little inconsistency there, but like it, it appeared that Venom died 
after the thing took off. And then, no, he's still he's still in there. Well, who cares? I don't know. And the great movie of 2018 that was Venom. These questions oh, they, must be answered. They show like, the end cares? of the movie in the trailer. <laughs> Why would you show the end of the movie in the trailer? They show that whole scene with the guy in the bodega and the parasite and all, like, oh, sh- I just hate uh, this horrible trailer. Oh, no, it's, it's I was sitting there and I was like, oh, my gosh, they really cut that scene. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, no, they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> like it was one of those things where I was like kind of like oh my gosh they really did that they they had that scene all set up all ready to go and then they cut it I'm like good for them I'm proud of th- oh crap here it is because I, I was waiting for it to not be there and for it to be like a <laughs> whoa moment I can't believe they didn't have that I have a parasite this part of like the PG-13 that bothers me because like I felt like Venom could have killed way more people he technically bit heads off but did he really like you didn't see anything like, they just implied it. You don't see any even they, blood they, impl- they implied it, and then they had their characters mention yeah. that they did yes. it. They have to say that that's what he did. And uh, even even Michelle Williams saying with a straight face, I'm sorry about Venom. Like, it was a little, it was a little laughable. So, just the movie is so totally weird. Like, it doesn't, it knows that it's not taking itself seriously, but then it just doesn't know what it wants to be at, at the same time. I, I, I said, I, I walked out of this movie being more impressed with it than I thought I was going to. Yeah, yeah, me so too. I, I gotta leave it at that, even though there are certain things that don't work for this a lot. Um, but, you know what? I, I enjoyed it. I, I do not think it's on Catwoman levels of bad. I just think that those people don't know what they're doing, who who claim that, in my opinion. Just, just throwing that out there. And I, I'd say if you're a fan of Venom, this, you're not going to be let down. By this, I, I wouldn't see anyone being let down by this. I think they might want more, but that's that's a whole different story. I mean, I, I expected to be really angry, and I wasn't mad at the movie. I was like, I'm not mad at this. They actually uh, kind of had me uh, enjoy myself, and it turned out to be fun. So we're going to see more, that's for sure, because I think this thing will make, some, uh, make a little bit more money. We'll see what happens next week. But I think the word of mouth will, will be good, and people are just going to go see this and have a good time. All right, well, Zach, did, your turn. Bring, 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 it, bring us down a notch. Do it. No, I, I'm still perturbed over screen. You have no idea how fucking <laughs> oh, I am about no. that right now. But, but no, going to like the box office and things like that, the, it has a $100 million reported budget. But from yeah. what I've read, I've heard that Sony has definitely uh, lowballed that. Kind of oh. like uh, they, they, they completed the Kessel Run in 12 parsecs lowballed it. Oh, interesting. Okay. That's what I've heard. Uh, mm. But let's be even be a little bit... Uh, uh, hefty with the box, um, the budget. Let's say maybe 150 million, 175. Sure. Yeah. Su- yep. Suicide Squad level. Yep. 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 It, and you look at it got a B plus cinema score. That's crazy. It, well, well, yes and no because if you look at the other films that got B plus cinema scores that are comparable, yeah. Justice League. Yeah. Suicide Squad. Yeah. Oh, Spider Man <laughs> Two. Wow. Uh, oh, right there. Wait, really? Spider-Man? T- wait, Amazing, Amazing Spider-Man? Amazing Spider-Man. Oh, okay, okay. I was like, whoa, wait a second. There's something wrong. So, I don't... So, looking at the numbers, I kind of... I, I, cr- I crunched the box office numbers. And this is probably going to get in the ballpark of, give or take, uh, 10 million of around 200 million. 190 to 210, domestically is what it's probably going oh, to make. Oh, domestically, okay, okay. Internationally, I don't know. That's a little harder mm-hmm. to predict. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's going to play well to international audiences, but 
Um, I don't know if it has a release slate for China. If it gets into China, I think it's I th- that's that sequel will be greenlit immediately with a Chinese release date. Yeah, and Venom uh, but, will be going to China. Uh, there are whole scenes in China, uh, if you don't remember. In this oh, movie. I right. wonder there, why. There, well, it's in Malaysia, but it's in like yeah. the chi- yeah, it's 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 obviously Asia, Asia somewhere yeah. in Asia. I mean, it's made 125 million internationally. I think you're right. I think it will do really well internationally and in China. They may have like shoehorned that in there uh, for that market, as all these movies do these days. I mean, it's the second biggest uh, movie market now. Uh, so there's a, a lot of things. If you'll notice, there's a lot more Chinese characters and scenes in China and in a lot of these big blockbuster movies. Uh, the Meg basically yeah. was aimed go. directly at the Chinese yep. market and yep. fired at it. So yeah, so I think I, I would imagine because the big question now is what the second weekend drops going to be for this. Yeah. yeah, considering that there's really I look next week's box office really it's uh, First Man, the Ryan Gosling. Uh, That's it. Mm. Man, uh, Man on the Moon. And I don't think the kids are going to be going to see that. Yeah, the thing, youth. Yeah, the youth. The youth love their Neil Armstrong biopics. <laughs> <laughs> but looking at the, uh, the the demographic breakdowns for Venom. It apparently, out of all the groups that went to see it, yeah. women apparently liked it the most out of all of them. They liked I, the I, Tom can, Hardy, I was about to say, I wonder why. Yeah. But the weird thing, though, is that I think Venom's audience was like 60% male. Yeah. So there's definitely a lot of women this weekend that chose to go see A Star is Born. Who might actually go to check this out next, the next week. weekend? And and their boyfriends are going to go with them, definitely. You know, because so, uh, it's a superhero movie. Wow, that's kind of brilliant. It could do oh, really good. Oh, babe, exactly. you got to check out this awesome movie I went and saw last week while you were seeing a Star Is Born, yo. Babe, Tom Hardy's in it. He's super hot. You're gonna love it. Let's go. <laughs> well, like everyone was saying, is that it wasn't just the fact that Venom was the only PG-13 movie this weekend. For the rest of the month, yeah, there's really no other big. Well, like tentpole PG thirteen film until Bohemian Rhapsody in November. Yeah, I think it's got the next couple of weeks. It could do really well, and I also feel it's one of those movies where the fans are backlashing against the critics, and they're like, "Screw you, critics! You don't know. You guys voted for a, a movie where a girl bangs a fish for best <laughs> Oscar. What do you know? We're, Venom's awesome. We're gonna go see it once in a while. That happens, and it's kind of fun. And this time, I'm on the the fan side. Uh. Of it is enjoyable, but you can easily critically bash this movie. I don't know. I see both sides, but I loved it. I actually really enjoyed it. So I, I can't I'm, see I'm, hating this I'm, movie. I'm it's with now. you there. Yeah, like you can't hate this movie. I can see people being indifferent to it just to be like, yes, eh, it yeah. was. Yeah. It, it was a movie, whatever. Yeah. But I can't yeah. see somebody being like, this was garbage. This was awful. Unless they just have no, like, have never seen a superhero movie. Never want to just somebody force them to watch this. Yeah, but it, it, like I said, that that is very weird from way earlier where we did point out that it does have a lot of similarities to other stuff. Kind of weird. That's crap. Yeah, this year. It, yeah. Everything, everything. There's no original ideas anymore. No, but there is thing, not. Uh, it's uh, piecemealed together. Uh, I just want to see more. Just show me Hardy like shopping for groceries as Venom. <laughs> That's all. Just give me, just give me two hours of that, and I'll be happy. That's the ne- okay. Speaking of which, so the next movie, since this is obviously going to get a sequel, what do you guys expect out of it? Hmm. Well, we got Woody Harrelson in a Ronald McDonald wig, and he can be sufficiently over the top crazy, and 
you know, if you read the comic books, Cletus Cassidy is just sufficiently over the top crazy. He's just like a one dimensional, like psychopath for no reason, just because he is. Uh, I I don't know. Do you need, I don't know. Everything worked out for, for Eddie Brock's character at the end where, you know, he's score, he's, his career's back on track. He's talking to, Shouldn't he have gone to jail? He killed a bunch of people. They know okay, okay, thank you. About this. Okay, so his apartment was the one that got attacked. His yes. bike was the one that was left at that. Like, how is that not put? Okay, thank you for pointing that out. I completely forgot, and then you said it. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. There's another thing that if you scratch at it a little bit, it instantly becomes this, like, thing that it's like, nope, that doesn't work. Mrs. Chen watched him bite the head off a dude. No, She's eat somebody. Ba- eat yeah, all yeah. of them. And she's just going to let him come back into the store and buy uh, tater tots next time when, when she saw what he really looks like? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but uh, hopefully we get a better, a little better writing on the next one. That's all I ask for. Zach, oh, what about God. you? <laughs> uh, no, at this point, I, the Woody Harrelson thing has me concerned because when you guys discussed that how many months ago, I'm like, oh, wow, Woody Harrelson Carnage. That's great. That's the kind of casting I want. Yeah. And then... And this is not meant to be uh, derogatory toward Woody Harrelson, but it's kind of like the same thing that eventually happened to Kevin Spacey. But yeah. I mean, b- but before all the creepy like rape stuff. Yeah. But like Kevin Spacey does a great Kevin Spacey, and that's it. Yeah. The only time Woody Harrelson like can go outside his box, it, it works, is when he's like really subdued, like the Hunger Games. Like yeah. I'm not talking about like natural born killers because he doesn't right. really do that anymore. Right. But like Woody Harrelson does that one type of voice, and I'm hoping. That maybe like I would imagine the writing whoever is the screenwriter for Venom Two is probably starting this weekend. Oh yeah, do you know they're greenlighting this thing come Monday? Yeah, definitely. And so I hope whoever whoever the director is, maybe it's Ruben Fleischer again. But it says Woody, we love your your you being Woody, but you either have to dial it up, yeah, even more where it's like like, like I said, I rewatched the '90s cartoon with with Carnage today. Yeah, and I want that really. <laughs> That really manic kind of like jittery laugh. I want that. Yeah. Where Woody's much more like slow and methodical. Every word is enunciated perfectly. Yeah, Yeah. that's a good point. I don't want that in Carnage. Huh. I mean, he's been doing these like side roles where he shows up as the bad guy and dies in every movie. Like War War for Planet of the Apes. And uh, what was that? There's a ton of movies where it's just, hey, there's Woody. There's Woody in his little side role again. Uh, but you're right. Cletus needs to be like maniacal, hyper crazy, and uh, hmm. he needs to be like the emperor on. Like he needs to be deliciously evil. Yeah. He needs to just revel in the fact that he's just murdering people for no other reason, just sheer joy. I mean, he's not like be- the Joker in a way, you know. But the okay, my because I'm not a big fan of the Joker as a villain. Yeah. So I'm I'm the wrong person to probably say this or uh-huh. analyze that character. Yeah. yeah. But, like, Carnage is just – well, I think it's the fact that Marvel doesn't really have, like, a homicidal uh, villain who mm. likes murdering for the sake of murdering. Like, just Red Skull usually has a purpose. Yeah, yeah. Carnage, Cletus Cassidy, just does it because he enjoys it. Like, it's usually, like, you have to bring another element in for him to be controlled. Like, there's something like, oh, he has a leash around him for whatever reason, and this other villain's going to take him off that leash and just let him go nuts. So I don't know. That could be interesting to see Tom Hardy. Like, I'll, like I said, I'll definitely be there for that. Like, I can imagine the poster right now. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't know though. Like Woody Harrelson's definitely promising. It's not like they hired someone 
I don't know. I'm trying to think of a modern. What would be like the modern day version of Topher Grace is Venom? Like, who's the most vanilla, bland actor you could cast for Carnage? <laughs> like, it's not that. So there's potential there. Yeah. But it is Sony. If anybody knows how to uh, fumble at like the ten yard line, it's them. To to make a sports reference, you're on the one yard line. You've like got the game locked mm-hmm. in. You have one of the best running backs in the league behind you. And you're gonna pass the ball. That's what Sony does. <laughs> Which is why I'm surprised this movie wasn't a complete mess. Uh, even more of a mess than I, I'd you like know, to think they they tried to make it a mess. I kind of yeah. deep down want to think they tried, and somehow it just persevered all the way through. <laughs> you know, the, that's the one sad thing about not having the Spider-Man in this is I just think about the comics as some of the the greatest moments when uh, with Carnage was. This whole time, Venom and Spider-Man have been fighting, and they've been uh, uh, mortal enemies. But then, Venom and Spider-Man have to team up to take on someone even worse than Venom in Carnage, and that was always a really interesting dynamic. Uh, I, I, that's probably not going to happen, of course. Will I mean, if they PG-13 this, is there any chance that this guy comes across Tom Holland ever in the future? Mm. I could see the next one being rated R. Like I said, I, I'd like to think that there's some weird tie-in thing, and that's why it's not PG-13. That just may be me being a super optimist here. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I would have loved to see an R-rated version of this that actually had more uh, wait till it's violence, out on DVD. more violence and more gore. But the, it, the you know the st- strategically, it was very smart when the movie was being released to be PG-13, and clearly. It's paid off. That's the craziest thing is this gamble paid off for Arod and Sony with this $80 million, uh opening weekend. He's got to be so happy. He's going to be like, see? Told you, bastards. Well, that's why I think like not like, everyone's good. Okay. Zenger knows you put on your cynical Zach cap right now. There we go. And, and, and you talk about like, like Avi Arad. Like Avi Arad was furious what Kevin Feige did to him. Yeah. Like, furious the fact that he basically pushed him out. Yep. And I think part of Sony's thing, too, is that I think Sony realized back during, what was it, like, early 2015, like, right after uh, Amazing Spider-Man 2 came out, that, like, there's no way they could make this work, or they couldn't make Spider-Man work without the MCU. So they obviously made that famous deal. And I think what Sony's trying to do now, especially now that Tom Rothman's in charge, who's the one that originally was... Uh, working at Fox and wouldn't let them ever make a Deadpool film for like oh. how many years. Oh. He's the one that's the reason why Deadpool's mouth got sewn shut. Oh, and wow. Okay. I, and I think a lot of this is they want more control because it's a weird thing, not to get too far into like the, the Spider-Man rights of Sony and Disney. It's is fun and confusing. Yeah, it's it is, interesting though. It's fascinating because yeah. like, like with the Amazing Spider-Man films, like you would see the toys for that. Like they had the Lizard or uh, uh, Jamie Foxx. And the weird thing was that even though it was a Sony movie, Disney got all the profits from those toys and Sony got none of it. And so I think there's this weird thing that Sony's trying to do with Venom and and also with the Jared Leto Leto movie is that they're trying to make these characters so popular. Like, again, Venom being the biggest gun in that arsenal saying fans want to see Tom Holland interact with this character and they're using Venom and Tom. And plus, Tom Hardy is a big name. They're trying to leverage... Absolutely. What what little they have, and even though, like yeah. you said, they have nine hundred plus characters, but Venom is kind of the biggest one he in that is, arsenal. Yes, absolutely, he is the biggest. And they went out the gate with this one, so it, it remains to be seen. Yeah, but a lot of people know Venom. Does anybody know 
Morbius? Is anyone going to see a Craven the Hunter movie? Does anybody know who Black Cat is? You know, uh, probably not unless they're in a Venom movie and you like spin off of that. But uh, they kind of like blew their load with with starting with Venom because uh, where are you going to go from here with the recognizability? But I think the reason why they have to do that because that's the only like you said there there's no other card to play. This is their yeah. one shot at it, yeah. Yeah. and they had to make it work, and they did. And so let's say they do make another one. Let's just say that the Venom Two Venom Harder is yeah. even better. <laughs> please, please it, let that delicious. be the talk. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that'd be funny. But let's say it is just as popular, and yeah. let's say it makes like uh, it opens to 150 million dollars opening weekend grosses. Let, let's be really optimistic. Yeah. There, and let's say that's two years from now. Tom Holland is what probably 18, 19 by that time. I don't know however old he is now, and. There could be a chance where it's like, okay, the fans, like the hatred, the 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 I want Venom in the MCU, I'm boycotting this is gone. Yeah. And that could be their their card saying, okay, Disney, we want part of the merchandise things if you want if Venom you want in your Venom. movie. Yeah. And so I think that yeah. that's what they're trying. They're trying to leverage the character to get more of a financial stake over things that they somehow let go over the last decade. It's an uh, inter- interesting is, move. I like that. He is currently twenty two years old, by the way. Oh, is he? Tom Holland. Yeah, he's yeah. he looks really young. He's he like he, but he'll look like he's a teenager for at least another ten years easily. Right. Uh, he's got such. He's gonna do face. his edgy roles later and yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, Can't one, wait. And one thing I want to ask you guys because you guys brought up a uh, do you want to see Spider Man interact with this? Yeah. And so this is my own response to this, and it's a, answering a question with another question. The Jake Johnson Spider Man. Yeah. What could st- maybe during the Spider Verse, like, instead of having Venom show up in, in into the Spider Verse, what happens? The post credits tag is Miles Morales sends Jake Johnson Spider Man back into the machine, whatever it's called, and we see Jake Johnson as Spider Man show up to Tom Hardy's Venom world. Hmm. Would something like that be possible? Where maybe it's like, okay, it's not Tom Holland, but with this the Spider Verse thing. They've created a world where you can think about the MCU could be one world yep, yep. in this Spider Verse. Oh, so you're 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 opening a door, so anything could potentially happen. That's interesting. Anything, every that's I think this Spider Verse is really might be. This is also what a Lord and Miller film. That's yeah, they wrote it. It just concerns me that it's like animated. So I don't like. I think a lot of people don't take it seriously in in terms of any extended canon when you just it's just like a one-off its own thing now if they actually try to do the live action animation and tie it all together that's crazy ambitious it may be crazy enough to work i think i think that's the the proverbial trump card so to speak where think about you can't just copy marvel it's like how do you like the reason why marvel and the mcu became so popular was that kevin feige was thinking five years ahead of everybody else Yeah, yeah so if you're sony why not think about it. swing for the fences? You're definitely they tried copying Kevin Feige. They failed with the Amazing so Spider-Man the, series. So what they did was instead of trying to think into the future, they looked into they the, went past. In the past. <laughs> well, with this they did because they had the script laying around. So like, yeah. why why pump any more money into a script that's been collecting dust? He's like, listen, did- just shoot this. It'll be fine. I don't know. I like, but like Zenger said though, that one line before the Into the Spider Verse tag where it says, "Meanwhile, in, in another, another Spider Verse," I think something. that that one title card opens up so many doors. It's not even funny. And the PG thirteen rating, it 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 yeah. makes. I think it all. It's 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 linear thought. Of, it's it's there for a reason, and I think that that's what it is. Is that they want to have this whole 
thing setting this up because I think they're going to try to capitalize on it somehow. You know what? Now part of me also kind of I don't want to see Spider-Man interact with this. I kind of love the way, you know, we've established the Hardy Venom in this first movie. Now they can hit the ground running in the sequel, which is what I always love when you get the origin out of the way. But I kind of just like him on his own out there. Uh, without any kind of world building or worrying about, I agree uh, the with thing. you wholeheartedly on that. It I kind of now, yeah, I kind of just want to see him be on his own. Like it's changed my whole perspective of what a Venom movie could be because this whole time I was like, who can't do this without Spider-Man? Uh, turns out you can. It's just different. But it's like you could have named. It didn't have to be Venom. You could have made the same movie and just called it whatever else. And it would have just been like, oh, a no, you should have named it Symbiote and then had people just get angry yes. when you mispronounced yes. it. <laughs> Everyone this movie. That would have been great. You could have called the movie Symbiote, Symbiote and uh, not even, it's barely a Venom movie, but it's, uh, oh, it's, we, it's new Venom. Remember how everyone was saying that that Life movie was actually the prequel to Venom? Yes, it had also like goo stuff in the end or alien goo. So yeah. why couldn't you do that with this and then just have everyone argue whether it's actually a Venom movie or not? That's true. Also, you know, it reminded me a lot of, uh, like, Little Shop of Horrors. Did they remind me of anybody else of Little Shop of Horrors with Seymour and the Audrey 2? Because Venom's just like, feed me the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is Little Shop of Horrors. This movie reminds me of so many other weird things that it shouldn't, but it does. So I, I, don't, I know it got brought up. I don't know if we ever answered it. But once again, we're picking apart this movie, which means it's falling apart instantly. <laughs> Venom, it, 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 the doctor said it was killing him. But then... Yes, Symbiote said it thing. wasn't. He's okay now? His, his heart isn't May, decaying? Is it one of those things to where if they become in perfect harmony, like the symbiote and the host are like actually equally like we're together, we, we agree with each other, it doesn't consume the host anymore? I don't know. Venom said he could heal him, but I don't know if he was just saying that too. I uh, well, once again, uh, there, there, there are these little things that, like, I don't think they ever thought of recapping or going back to. But once again, that's a earlier, earlier this, earlier in the two thousands movie to where yep, you have plot yep. threads and stuff that don't mean anything. It's because everything yeah, now has yes. to, every word, every sentence has to have a conclusion to it. Yeah, I just like to think there's an unexplained thing where they're like, well, if the symbiote and the host can find equilibrium with each other, the symbiote does not feed on them. And we're <laughs> cutting this scene because it's explaining something that apparently, according to our um, statistics, no one cares about, except for a ton <laughs> of nerds who are the only people seeing this movie. Also, was there an Elon Musk thing going on with uh, Carlton Drake? Like, uh, I was like, uh, is this supposed to be Elon? A little bit Elon I, Musk. I, I, I feel like that is. So if we see Elon Musk ever walk out and, like, all of a sudden you see his suit start moving, we, we, we know he's found something. Dude, don't piss that guy off. He is one bad day away from turning into, like, Lex Luthor. He, turning it from, like, Tony Stark to Lex Luthor. And, and speaking, okay, here's, I, I just want to point out one more problem. This is going to have the bad habit of possibly being the next Iron Man series in the sense of every movie will just be the main villain, I mean, the main character fighting a villain that has almost the exact same powers as he does and using the same yeah. stuff. Yeah. That's why I want a Carnage movie, but I, Carnage to be in the next movie, but I don't because I don't want to just see another CG fest of, I, I don't know who has the upper hand here. 
at least Carnage is red and you can tell which one is him. Yeah, that's... Like the end of this movie where you got a guy in a black suit and a guy in a... Dark silver. Black, dark silver in front of a black sky. Like, I don't see... I can't tell what's going on. You got that whole end battle. I was like, I have no idea. What's, you can't see anything. It's so easy. Oh, also, did you... There was one shot where Eddie's on the... During the motorcycle scene where cars are blowing up behind him and it's so obviously not Tom Hardy on the I motorcycle. I didn't notice that. Oh, my God. And he's, like, in the middle, and they're slowing down the explosion. And I'm like, oh, look, that's not Tom Hardy. Like, it reminded me of T2, the scene where uh, Arnold jumps oh, on yeah, the bike. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, and so it's, not, it's completely not, not Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes. But so all these campy, weird, goofy throwback things. Again, Make it I work. Don't, I don't know if they did this on purpose. Except they did. It's genius. Otherwise, it's just, like, unintentional uh, competency, I guess you. I don't know. I don't know. I'd like to imagine they did it all on purpose somehow. How could you not? You've seen superhero movies that come out now. You've seen what the audience wants. How could you make this in earnest and be like, "Yeah, this is fine," and, and not be like, "No, this is." We are quoting all these bad movies and doing it on purpose. It's so weird. It's just a weird movie. Well, I have, I have a question for you, Spider-Man comics nerds. Okay. After After Carnage. Where does what villain besides Spider-Man does Venom ever fight? That's or what's his adversary? He, the, uh, well, so that's I think that's when he moves to San Francisco mm-hmm. and goes off, and he's like a protector of the homeless, and he has to fight Riot and Lash and Scream and all of them. And I like in the movie they kind of like tried to touch social issues, like they could have done a whole thing about. Homeless people are used for testing and class issues, but way too too high for this movie, clearly. But then, and Venom has a crazy uh, history because then he gets uh, he goes to Flash Thompson, who's lost his legs, and then he's Agent Venom, and he turns into all these different things. And now, actually, he's gone back to Eddie Brock. So the character has a convoluted history because, really, a lot of people can't figure out what to do with Venom. So what do you do when you have a character like that? You just keep changing him, making him something else, and then you make him something else. I thought Agent uh, Venom was pretty good, though. It was. It's a great idea, uh, but it's like they, you know, they didn't know what to do with the original Venom, and they're like, they got bored. Because, look, it gets boring having the same, like, anti-hero, one-dimensional Venom for so many years. Uh, Gotta change just, him. It's predictable, <clears throat> yeah. So, like, like, a third be, Venom movie would probably be Agent uh, Venom, then. Well, see, I wouldn't want them to do that so quickly. No, let's give Hardy a couple of movies to have fun with this character where he's Venom the whole time. Uh, I, You know, you could easily do that with, with what they have going here instead of... This is the other problem I have with these movies. Like, the Dark Phoenix, like, they're jumping to Dark Phoenix. They're doing the same mistake again. How do they not know... <laughs> What did you... We've seen this movie. It was called X-Men The Last Stand. Didn't you learn anything? You okay. can't... You can't kill characters when we've never gotten to meet or learn or, or get to know these characters. It doesn't work. All right. So um, how are they going to shoehorn Wolverine into this one? No, they're not. They're gonna, <laughs> so, so Cyclops is his love interest, but we ba- they just met each other in the last movie. We barely know... Storm had no lines. How are you doing a movie with these people? We don't even know who they are. <sighs> Sorry, is, that's my X Men rant. Didn't is be, New Mutants even coming out at this point? I don't know. There's, I mean, I've heard they they may be re, they have to reshoot it, but they haven't done it. It may be R rated. Uh, I that I you know what I heard the movie is mostly done, but it wasn't working. And what I heard, I kind of like Josh Boone's idea, 
But who know? Who knows? Who knows? They're gonna want to bury this Dark Phoenix movie. This is this whole thing is a mess over there. Oh my god! They need to do an edgy rewrite. Just end it with the X Men. Give it to Kevin Feige. Let's start over. What are you doing? I mean, I love McAvoy and Fassbender, but uh, that's about. I don't know. I don't. It's all right. We'll get another Deadpool movie coming out Christmas time, so it's all hey, right. Hey, it's PG-13, and uh, it'll have Fred Savage in it, apparently. <laughs> Wait, what? That's what uh, I heard, that Fred Savage is act like they're going to shoot like Christmas stuff to bookend it, and because he posted this photo from The Princess Bride where he's sitting there reading the, mo- the book to Fred Savage. I heard they're actually going to like do that scene with Fred Savage. And I, I'll kinda, I might go see this again, even though I've seen it once and, and R-rated. I might go see PG-13 Deadpool if they put enough new stuff in there. I don't know. They're mi- okay, hold on. I, I, I missed something somewhere. What's oh, going you on? Don't know about, you don't, you know, okay, let's start at the beginning. You don't know about this PG-13 Deadpool too? No. So basically, look, real quick, this is what happened. It was the craziest thing. Fox has no idea what they're doing over there. They released this Dark Phoenix trailer the day it was supposed to come out, February 14, 2019. The next day. They shuffle around on these movies. Oh, no, they I, I know they move stuff. Then. Right. So they moved Alita Battle Angel off of December 21st, and in its place, they're doing a PG-13 version of Deadpool 2 called A Very Deadpool Christmas or something. So I don't know what, what they're going to do to this movie. Hopefully they don't neuter it to where it's not even, you know, fun Deadpool. But that's what's that's coming up uh, against, like, December 21st. Okay, I found the picture you're talking out? about. Yeah. The twenty first, you got you got Bumblebee, Mary Poppins, Aquaman, this PG thirteen Deadpool, like all coming out on the same day. It's insane. And all right, Mary I'm Poppins up to speed. It comes out a couple days before. No, that comes out on the twenty first too. I think, or right before it. They're it's all, all around the holiday the same. corridor. Yeah, it's so like, who who's gonna? Where's the money gonna go? Who? Where are people gonna go see? Open. It should be very interesting. Okay, I, I'm I'm at a loss now after seeing that. I don't know how to take that. Yes, it, it's I, I feel they're trying to get their money from just people going. I want to see what they're doing. Like, yeah, how are so, they doing this? I don't. Yeah, you're gonna. Yeah, I think they want to prove that it can make money in PG-13, and then that's how they uh, work it into the MCU. But I don't think that's an accurate reading of whether a PG-13 Deadpool makes money because mostly it's gonna be people coming to see it again. And just want to see just how just funny they yeah. make it by editing it and making right. it terrible. Right. And all the kids who are crying that they can't see it who probably saw it already anyways. Because let's be I, honest, you can go see it when you're a kid. Come on. Well, I think it's a very cost-effective way, like you guys were saying, of uh, yeah. testing the waters. For Think about it. They, they release a Deadpool 3 or an X-Force with a PG-13 rating. That can cause a backlash. This yeah. is a very safe way of testing yeah. the waters without yeah. disenfranchising anyone. That's a good point, and it may, yeah, you won't, you may be able to please both fans if it's done well. Hmm, that's interesting. I would, I still want to see the R-rated X Force movie. That'd be great. All right. Well, um, I was about to say we we we've had some interesting conversations. I'm sure we could keep going, but um, let's wrap up this Venom thing. Um, all of us, I think, unanimously said go see this, and and that we would see it again too. But go, you have to go in. Just go in and without any preconceived notions, maybe a little bit drunk. That will also help. <laughs> and forget what you know about Venom, and and just be uh, you. You'll have you'll be you'll have a good time. <laughs> I 
Um, you know what? Strike me down for for that too. I I like that analysis of it, Zach. What what what, what do you say? I, uh, I I third hand raises as well. All right, cool. Well, no one can say it better than you, sir. And where can people find you guys on the internet if they want to hear more from you all? Uh, you can find me on the Knights of Vader podcast, Zenger's other podcast that talks about Star Wars stuff. I yell and about on the stuff. <laughs> yes, he does. Porgs and uh, cool characters in Star Wars that we won't ever see again. And you can find me on the Cinemodities podcast with my co-host, Rob, where we talk about cinematic oddities, which we were going to talk about Venom, but we decided against it because we figured it wasn't weird enough. Go what? figure. <laughs> <laughs> Not weird enough. You can find more of my insane rants and ramblings over at the Jock and Nerd podcast if you're into comic book and superhero TV and movies. That's what we give you every week. And follow us on Twitter at Jock and Nerdcast. And we have a great Facebook group for our listeners called Jock and Nerd Nation. Sanger, are you in the nation? You're in the nation. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the nation. I'm yeah, in the nation. Hell yeah. yeah. Jock and Nerd Nation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and by the way, I just want to point this out. The most disgusting term that's not very disgusting, but somehow you guys made it disgusting, slack hole. Yeah. It is... Like, people who go, I hear the word moist and it makes my skin crawl. I hear slack hole and it makes my skin crawl. So well, thank what, you. What, thank what you for doing you, that to me. What else would you... Well, one of our... To explain to the listener, one of our co-hosts, Rugboy, is a puppet. What would you call the area where the hand goes into the puppet? It's the slack hole. It's just uh, it's a medical term. It's in, it's in the American <laughs> Journal of uh, Medicine, I'm pretty sure. Okay. <laughs> I, I just... I, I was listening to an episode and then you guys kept saying it. I'm like... I know how people feel now that don't like hearing the word moist. I know they feel. I know how they feel because just hearing that word just makes my. I'm like, ugh. That's fantastic. <laughs> Even though I just want to say it to somebody, I just be like slack hole and then just stare hey, at them blankly. Just, yeah, ask people how their slack holes do, and they'll be very confused. All right. Well, you can find me, of course. Uh, I mean, you can find this podcast on the Dark Myths podcast collective just go to darkmyths.org you can find me as zach said screaming every week about star wars stuff over on knights of vader podcast uh, you can also find this on podbean stitcher google play uh iheart radio basically wherever you can find podcasts what if this is on if it is on apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review uh join our facebook group just go search Zingness. uh tweet us at zing this our instagram is at zing this podcast you can go to patreon.com and help support the podcast and if you are a patron member you got my first impressions of venom yes i recorded a quick review of it the other night after i got out of it so you can go check that out uh you can also email us directly at zingness at gmail.com our t public store is www.tpublic.com slash zingness you can get the spider-manified logos from our spider-man trilogy we did or from the new harry potter series as well and you can end our and our sound guy is A.A. Ron. Our logo is done by Chris Singer. And finally, DJ Golden Boy 89 Play us out. <laughs>